This Q&A is brought to you in part by our friends over at Insert Name Here. If you'd like to be an advertiser on Nothing But Niners, now is your chance. Okay, guys? Make sure you head on over to NB9ERS at NothingButNiners.com and let us know you are interested in being advertised on this very platform. All right, Tony. Let's get ready to start our show. This is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handle, hits to his right, gets to the 20. He's at the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's out of the 20. He's out of the 10. He's out of the 5. He's out of the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. 96 yard run from scrimmage. Garrison Hurst breaking tackle after tackle. Swings down the sideline. Throws off bodies like clothes after a marathon. Young, back to throw. In trouble. He's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs. Gets away again. Goes to the 40. Gets away again. To the 35. That's back at the 30. To the 20. The 50. The 10. He died. Touchdown, 49ers. Third down. Alex takes the snap. Alex looking down in post. And it's good. Click, click, boom! What's going on, Faithfuls? The Nothing But Niners crew is back, and guys, we are here to bring you guys a quick, fun Q&A in the midday. All right, guys? We are two sleeps away from the NFL draft finally being here, and I couldn't be more excited, man. Today, I'm joined by my man, Tony. What's going on, big dog? How you doing, man? Hello? Tony, are you there? Can you hear That's me? good. Two sleeps away. Oh, I like it. We're almost there. Um, yeah, I'm here. All right, so it, it might be a little me? bit of a delay. Yeah, I hear you, but you scared me. It was like I was waiting. I was like, hello, you there? You good? All right, so go ahead. You hear me? Okay. Yeah, two sleeps away, like you said. Um, the draft is getting here. Um, there's a lot of things to talk about, the whole Debo situation, the situation with uh, the hidden messages that John Lynch sent in his press conference, but we'll get into that maybe on another show. But let's think a little something now the funky rings are going off now um yeah so th there's a lot there's a lot to talk about we're going to start it here today on this uh midday pre-draft whatever you want to call it all right i'm going to click some questions and you answer them while i take this call go mike and tony Mike and Tony, is your draft crush this? Um, I don't know what this is, but I do have a couple um, draft crushes. Oh wait, never mind. Damn, your lightning is your lighting is bright. What? Whoa, <laughs> Debo's as good as gone. We should draft Pickens from Georgia. He's the best of the bunch and not being talked about. Pickens is a good wide receiver. He's a solid wide receiver all around, um, and I, I do like what he brings to the table. 
Uh, but I was listening. I'm going to give a shout out to, to Croc on this one because I was listening to a podcast with him earlier with uh, him and Peacock. Um, Lockdown 49ers. If you haven't heard it, check it out. It's really got really got some good info in it. But he made a point, and it, it kind of like when he said it, a light bulb went off in my head. Um, Pickens is a talented wide receiver, but he was uh, uh, Crocker was also high on Ridley last year, or was it the year before? And Ridley was somebody I was high on. So when he started talking about this, it kind of went off in my head. But Pickens did test better than Ridley. So uh, shout out to Croc for bringing that up. But I do like Pickens. I do think he could potentially be there around the 61 mark, potentially a little bit lower. Um, but if there's a run on wide receivers, he can go higher. But, yeah, I mean, you put the ball in his hands, he'll go get it. He's a physical guy. He's, you know, he's not the greatest in the route trees. But um, the injuries, the injury, the injuries, the, the injured injuries is a concern. So. Do I like him? Yes, but I do think there are other options. He could be one of them, but there are a couple other guys I like as well. Uh, how will the Niners fare if Alex Mack decides to retire? Okay, thank you for I'm, asking I'm this question. I'm another call back. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. This is something that I also picked up in the presser from him. Um, this is the Joe Staley situation part two with the 49ers and uh, Alex Mack. Um Clearly, what John Lynch said, it seems like things are pointing in that direction. Um, it's not official yet, but he is still a 49er as of right now. But they do have an issue with Alex Mack. They do have Jake Brindell on the roster. They do have um, Brunskill, who's just signed his tender. I'm not comfortable going into the season with Brunskill as my starting center. I'm not, because there's a lot of – there's a lot of things that Alex Mack brought to the table. Granted, maybe not as physical or as, like, you know, well-rounded. He's a lot younger, but Mack is older. But the IQ of the center position is very important for the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan in this system. Um, Hold so, on now. There, there might be some pushback on that. John yeah. Lynch, during his presser, he said that one of the benefits of having a guy like Alex Mack was the IQ and, you know, being able to identify the defenses and all that. But he said the good thing about our offense is that you don't have to do that as a center. They asked him if a rookie was able to come in and take over for Alex Mack, and that, that was his response. I do think he's saying that to downplay the need. Similar okay. to what they did with the Daly situation. I think he's saying all the things. It's the same with the Debo situation. I think he's saying the things he needs to say to downplay the look of them trying to address it. So – I do think they will need an upgrade. There is rumors saying that Lindenbaum could potentially slip out of round one due to a couple of issues. Arm length is one of them. Hand size, I think, was another one. Um, but IQ and, and ability, he's he's the best center in this draft. So if he's a potential guy, it, it, it starts to get into an, a range where the 49ers can make a move, he could be potentially a target. But I do definitely think there are other guys that I like. Uh, Linda Baum's the best center. I do like we um oh shit, I just drew a blank. West, the kid from Arizona State, the center. Um, I like Parham, who did very, very well versus um Travis Jones in the senior bowl. Uh Fortner Fort Fortner, the kid from Kentucky is another high IQ guy. What it all right. So while Tony's talking to him, I mean look, there's gonna be some options here. Uh, yes, I feel like I feel like John Lynch was insinuating that maybe we're going to be moving on from Mac, 
I really do feel that way. But we have to wait and see if that's true. We, we don't know for sure. And it could also be that Alex Mack is honestly undecided. He just got married. He could be really sincerely talking things over with his wife, right? Maybe I just got married. You know, my body feels okay. I can do this for another year. It's a good way for us to lock up another three, $4 million. And we can start after this year. You know, it could be something that they're still deciding on. And that could be why John Lynch was saying things the way that he was saying it. Um, do I have a gut feeling about it? Yeah, I do. But we'll see what that gut feeling, if, if it's accurate or not. You know, I think from the way John Lynch was talking and his demeanor, He's gone, but his words say we just aren't sure yet, and uh, we'll we'll let Alex Mack. You know, he didn't even say make that announcement. He was like, we'll let him say those things. He didn't say you know he'll announce it later or he'll speak on it or like it was very very general. Like you know, um, he he said some other things and did some other things that kind of told me other sent me other signals. But on the Alex Mack thing, it almost looked like he wasn't sure the way he was moving and the way he was talking. Uh, but he felt it, it looked like he didn't feel good about the situation. Yeah. So I agree with this that. NorCal bill was Mike and Tony. Who is your draft crush this draft? That's what the question was. It was who is your draft crush? Um, I'll go first here. I'm going to go with Christian Watson. Uh, I'm, I've been saying it for a long time. I'm going to stick with this guy. If And he is probably the guy that would be the closest guy that we could possibly maybe attain if the board falls the right way, right? Like that's my draft crush. Like he's not likely to make it that far, but he's he's that guy for me. Uh, do you have one, Tony? I don't have a draft crush. I have a couple guys, but again, it, it's hard because, like, my apologies. I'm not as prepared as I was last year because of a change in scheduling at work. So um, they don't know that. What's up, buddy? No, I know. I'm just keeping it real though. Well, I do like Jurgens. I do like West, the kid from ASU. Um, Jelani well, Woods is another a guy that I really like to tight end. One one defensive player that I like. Does he he has a little bit of a checkered history? But I watched some tape on him the other night. Uh, what the hell is it? Sam, Sam Williams from Ole Miss. He is a freak athlete. He's so raw. He does one thing and it just runs around the tackle. He uses his hands a little bit, but if this this guy, if Cosera can get his hands on this guy and mold him, this guy is a beast. But he does have a off the field issue that there still isn't clarification on. He missed the season. He played last season. So what I'm thinking is the potential charges could have been dropped against him, or he was found not guilty. Whatever it was, he is someone that's very raw, and if Cosera can get to him. I think the Niners, he, he could, he has what it takes. Like, there's guys that you could teach things, and there's guys that don't have the, there's guys that have the things. Hold on. I said this to you on the phone the other day. He has the things you can't teach. Right. That speed. Sorry, that's, yeah. that, that's the, the, the God given ability of speed. Like, what he doesn't have is technique. And his motor runs hot and cold every time. But if he can get somebody and put it together, damn, man, watch out. And, yeah, Callie, that's another guy, D'Angelo Malone. My one thing about him, he's a little bit light. If he was in the 250s, I'd be like, you know what? I'd like him at round three, 93 or 105, one of those. But I, I just feel like he's a little bit too light in the pants. Okay. 
All right. Yeah. Um, Jelani Woods is another one of my draft crush, crush, crushes. You hear what I was say? Crushes. Like uh, like my guy from Big Bang Theory. What's his name? Uh, Barry Quickly. You don't watch Big Bang Theory? No. I'm judging you, bro. I'm telling you now I'm judging you. It's okay, though. Sorry. 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 It's okay. I still love you, though. I still love you. Don't worry. Um, he, he's, <laughs> one of my, he's one of my draft crushes. Uh, let me see. I, I have a list of them here, actually, if you guys give me a second. At linebacker, Chris Harris is a draft crush of mine. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, Nick Grant, the safety from uh, Virginia, one of my draft crushes. I don't know where he's projected to go. I, I, I did such a terrible job this year preparing. See, now I sound like Tony. See what you did? Now you got me apologizing for, it's, for it's shit. It's the off. truth. It, but it's the truth. My, my life is pretty much turned upside down by my job, and everything is screwed up. So it just happened like three, four weeks, about a month ago. And I'm like, you know, OCD and like I'm out of my realm and it's driving me nuts. But I'm trying my best to get caught up as best as I could for the draft when we go live. Um, so I'm working and with guys. Drake, I'm Drake Jackson from USC. Drake Jackson from USC. Now, there's no chance that, that uh, the wide receiver from uh, Alabama goes in the second round, right? Even Which though he's one? coming off injury. Which one? Oh, uh, Williams? Yeah. Williamson, right? Williamson, no. Uh, There's no chance he goes in the second round, right? Even coming off the injury, he's going to go in the first round, right? All right. Let's keep it moving, man. I think let's so. keep it moving. Let's see here. Uh, how will Niners fare if Alex Mack retires? I think we'll be fine. All right. Here we go. Uh, do you believe in this BS that Niners won't trade Debo? And if they do, they won't make playoffs. Uh, I'll go first. I I don't believe that they won't trade him. I do believe that they don't want to. Those are two different things. Those are two very, very different things. I believe every word John Lynch said about Debo. He's a good guy in the locker room. He's a great guy on the field. He's a great guy in the community. I believe all of those things that John Lynch said about Debo. That doesn't mean that they won't trade Debo. That does not mean that they won't trade Debo at all. It's hard. It's really, really hard to turn down a lot of draft picks. The Niners said it. It's going to take a king's ransom, right? They put that out by Josina Anderson. She she spoke to somebody from the Jets, and then they told her what the Niners said to her. It was going to take a king's ransom. That did not deter teams from calling. It is documented that teams are still actively calling. Knowing that the Niners are asking for a lot, teams are still picking up the phone and calling. I think that sometimes a deal is just too too good to turn down. I do. Uh, now, if that happens, does that mean that we won't make the playoffs? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm just going to stop there and let Tony get in on this. Tony, you just you froze for a minute. So, yeah, you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. All right. I just got hit with everything at once because the computer just froze. Okay. So, to this question, I don't think they – do I think they'll trade Debo? It's very possible. Do I want them to trade him? No. Do I think they want to trade him? No. But if they get blown away, you have to look at it. Um, it it's it's something you have to look at because clearly, I mean, I don't know if it's bullshit or if it's true, but it seems like he doesn't want to be there. The reason why, I don't know. And I would love to know what happened to make it get to this point. But – as far as the playoffs, I, I think Kyle's a good enough coach and we still have enough skill set. 
without addressing anything in the draft yet if they do decide to trade him. But I, I just feel that it's got to be – it's got to be a King's Ransom. And there's people out there saying, oh, like the Dolphins fans feel that they can get him for two picks – two late-round picks, and two players. Well, I can't see how that happens because the Niners have under a million dollars in salary cap space. That's number one. Um, so I, I I don't know what's going to happen. I don't. Right. I, but if I he's don't. gone, you think we can still make the playoffs, right? I Yes. I, I think they can make the playoffs right now if Debo was gone. Because, like, let's take it back for when Debo missed a couple games the, in 20 – Wanting, you saw what's his name making those runs on those jet sweeps and the reverses and the bubble screens. IU did all that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying IU is going to be Debo, but IU showed that, showed the ability to do something like yeah. that. Yeah, Debo's vision is very, very different than IU's, but he's definitely capable of getting Correct. a couple of hard yards if necessary. Absolutely. This is a good question here. I can't wait for you to answer this one. It says, Tony, if we do get the 10th pick, who would you get? And who do you think oh. they would think? <laughs> so who would you get? And then who do you think they'll get? Can I can I, I answer? Can I answer? Can I say something real quick before you? I know it's not to me. And I'm not going to name the names. So I'm not going to ruin it for you. But no, I, if, you we do, you want. No. if we do get the 10th pick, I don't think we stay there. Just going to put that out there. That's one. That's one potential scenario. My second potential scenario would obviously if they decide that they want to grab a receiver to replace a receiver, sometimes it's not the smartest thing in the world to do, but the kid from Alabama would be the guy if he's there. He's very talented. He's he, Listen, he, he's got the package, but he's coming off an ACL, right? Yeah. The sleeper is um, Jermaine Johnson from Florida State. If Jermaine Johnson's sitting there at 10 – I think you couple him with Bosa. And listen, I wasn't at the senior bowl like some guys on, on um other contact on contact creators are were, were. But I will tell you that I watched the senior bowl and he single-handedly dominated the one-on-ones. Everyone had fits trying to block this guy. He plays the run well, he's a pass rusher, he's got a high motor. You pair that with a creature like Koseric, I think it could be a good match. I seen someone mention Singley, uh, Sting, uh, Singley, the corner. I think his name was from LSU. That's another potential guy. But I just feel in that type of place and in, in that type of slotting. Obviously, quarterback's not a need. Corner would be there. A defensive end, a wide receiver. Those would be the three. But trade down maybe five slots would be another great scenario. Right. All right. All right. I like it, man. I like it. Some options there, man. Some flexibility in the draft. And John Lynch was also talking in that presser yesterday saying how we don't have a first round pick, but we're ready and able to do what we need to do in there. We're not going to get up there and be caught off guard. We're prepared for that situation. And just real quick, he, he made not- he dwelled on that. He beat that sure to a did. dead horse a couple of times. Yes, sir. Reiterating, saying like, you know, we're not used to this. We're going to be bored. Wow, buddy. That's cool. You've made a shark? Daddy shark. Do, 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 do. Daddy shark. (laughs) 
Uh, but yeah, no, he he made it a point to emphasize, yeah. like you know, this ain't it something where you boring. It's gonna be boring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he said, if we get there, we're gonna know what to do. We're gonna be prepared for it. We're prepared for all scenarios. I'm just saying there were some things he said. I can't wait to talk about it later on tonight. All right, OG Big Mike and, and GM Tony. Before you move on. Just one quick thing. If this trade does go through with the rumored compensation for the Jets, let's just say hypothetically, they potentially could hit on a not hit, but address if you want it, a lot of the needs within the first and the second round. And those but are high quality players. But yeah, are you what you're losing? And Debo is the question because, like, not only did Debo take the ball and run people over, carry the offense, him and Trent Williams walked the team out on the field out of the locker room. When Debo did his thing, the defense would get souped up. The other offensive players would get souped up. So it's also not only a physical from the physical aspect, but the mentality of the team. You need to replace that part of it. That's the big part. Because when you're down and Debo breaks off a 37-yard and trucks two people with it and knocks their mouthpiece out and scores the touchdown, <laughs> you go from here to here real quick. And that's yeah. the people really worried about. Well, yeah. I mean, so that's that's stuff that's going to come with time too, though, man. You know what I'm saying? So we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I like it, man. I'm just saying I, I like it. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of fun, man. I'm, I'm actually excited for day one now. I haven't felt this way. Pretty much all off season, I, I didn't care about looking up top ten guys. I, I didn't want to look into them because I felt like the Niners weren't going to be within reach of any of those guys. And now I'm sitting here thinking, like, shit, we could be in there in the middle of the first round if if things go the right way. So here we go, or if things go a way, I won't say the right way. Uh, OG Big Mike and GM Tony, with both being on one year deals and Aziz outperforming Warner at points last year, so should San Francisco trade Greenlaw during the draft for picks rather? And letting him walk next year. And I think it really comes down to this. Can you get more than a, a fourth rounder for Greenlaw? Because if not, you take that production and then just assume that he's going to get a nice contract next year and you'll get a comp pick. Otherwise, it has to be more than what you're going to get for a comp pick for him, in my opinion. What do you think there, Tony? Yeah, I mean, like we spoke about this on the phone the other day. Like, you've got two guys – and potentially, you don't know, maybe the Jets might ask for one of these guys to fill a role on their defense. And the Niners might be willing to give it to get a better package back in return along with Debo and one of these guys. It Or they could just trade one of them on their own, you know, player for pick or part of a move-up, part of a move-up even in the, in the draft. But, jeez, I don't know, man. They're both good ball players, like – Greenlaw is another one. What he brings to that defense, the emotional side of it. You know, as he, he flies all over the field in, in, in coverage and tackles behind the line of scrimmage, blitz them a couple times. They're two great ball players, and you match them up with Fred Warner. You know, we have the top, one of the top, if not the top linebacker core in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like our, I like our, linebackers a lot you know it's funny me you and wayne were on the show a couple days ago and we were like who's gonna have the best year all three of us picked someone different yeah all three of us picked someone different that showed that showed you the depth and how good these guys really are you know uh mike is on the phone making the trade no i was not sorry guys not making the trade at least not not right now hello um where's uh 
All right, here we go. I think this is a question here. What's the gap uh, talent-wise from Tyler Lindenbaum compared to other centers? That's a question for you, Tony. As much as you say you're not prepared, it's bullshit. I know you can answer this question. Oh, man, this one's tough. Um, listen, he's the best center in the draft. Uh, he comes from a great program as far as offensive linemen, producing offensive linemen out of Iowa. Very well-coached unit. Um, I do think he is legit the number one center. The distance, the gap between them, I, I don't know. I don't know there's, what the gap is. There's a reason. All right. So look, I, I can't I can't emphasize this enough, right? I think that certain guys get ranked in certain positions for one of two reasons. Like you're at the top of a draft because your floor is really, really high, or it's the exact opposite. All your attributes are really high and they feel like they can coach you up. Right. So you've seen super duper raw guys get drafted high, right? Like just this guy has all, all the measurables, all the numbers. Look at Solomon Thomas, right? The film didn't say that Solomon Thomas was, should, should have been a top 10 pick, not to mention top five or, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, top three. Yeah. Uh, but his measurables, his numbers, the way he performed at the combine, things like that, that is what really, like, made people kind of get excited about this guy, right, is if you can get him into the right team with the right system and he has the right mentality. Um with a guy like Lindenbaum, why is he where he is? It's because what they see on film says that guy can play in the NFL right now. He, this is going to sound like an insult, and I don't mean it to be an insult at all. He's the Mac Jones of centers of this draft. He's the guy with the highest with the highest floor right now. You know you're going to get someone who is going to be a quality starter right now. That doesn't mean that he's the most talented. That doesn't mean he's going to have the best career. But right now, day one starter, that's your guy right there. He's going to be someone that can come in and start right away and be serviceable. What what else will he, will he grow into that you don't know? Right. Uh, and this the next one says if Debo is traded to someone like uh, the Jets or or the Texans, is taking Lindenbaum over a wide receiver a bad move? Ooh, what say you, Tony? Oh man, I hate these questions. Good man. Um, if I say this, if they pop off between Lindenbaum and the how just happened? You hear me? Yeah, all right. there you go. We got you now. You you started freezing. You said it's a drop off between Linda, but you froze. But go ahead, you're back now. Okay. If there's the difference between Lindenbaum and the next draft eligible center is that big of a drop off, and this is what they I'm saying. If they feel this way, I think the drop off between the wide receivers is a lot close. It's not as big as potentially the center drop off. So. Do I think they need to take Lindenbaum at 10? No. I think that's where a trade scenario comes in, and they move back and stockpile more picks, grab Lindenbaum, and then previously we've seen them do with Ayuk, jump back up in the first round and grab a wide receiver. Now you have the draft capital. So let's just say we get 10 and 35, and we're sitting at 10 saying, all right, listen, the top edge guys are off the board. Let's move back to 15. You stockpile another second rounder. Now you have three second rounders. You move back up into the first round. You draft Lindenberg at 15, and now you get the best receiver like they did with Ayuk. That could be a scenario. You or think Lindenbaum's going to be there at, at 15? Yeah, they're saying he's, he's potentially could slide out of round one. Oh, shit, okay. Okay. 
Okay. But all listen, right. it all goes on their board, on what they feel. Like, right. I really feel they're keeping their mouth shut about the Alex Mack situation because they're going to make a move for a, a center. Could it be J.C. Yeah. Treader? They announced this, they, they signed him. It could be. But could it be they are really trying to get Lindenbaum and they're just tight-lipped about it? That's a scenario, too, because look what happened with Ken, with um, – not Kinlaw, with uh, Staley and Trent Williams. So – it's tough to predict because they're very tight-lipped about things that they want to be tight-lipped about. There was a tweet today saying, please, to all agents that represent players, do not disclose the 49ers' interest in the team, whatever. They told them this, whatever. I don't know what the hell that means, but... Wait, who tweeted that out? Somebody tw- tweeted it on Twitter, uh, tweeted it today on Twitter about that, but the Niners asked the team to please remain, uh, asked the player agents to remain silent. In reference to their interest in the team, like I don't, I don't know if it was bullshit, but interesting. That's that's super interesting, man. I had I had no idea. Um, I mean, it could okay. have been just been screwing around. But to answer the question, I, I think the center drop off might be a little bit more significant than the the wide receiver drop off, if that makes sense. All right, I like it, man. Uh, Tony and Mike, what do you guys think about Isaiah Spiller from Texas A&M? Uh, this is the running back. Um, he's, I, I think he's more physical than he gets credit for. I mean, he, he ran a 4.63, 4.6, right? So he's not like the most the, the fastest guy out of the out of the room. But I also feel like his game film says he's he's faster than that 4.6 suggests also. Uh, but for short bursts, does that make any sense? Like he's got like a, a very explosive burst, but then like he's not gonna run away from everybody. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like he's not gonna pull a big lead ahead of people and, and keep that lead or maintain that lead. Uh, he's a good kid. I, it's really really hard for me to say where running backs go in drafts anymore. Like I I can't call it anymore. I think, huh? It's a crapshoot with running backs in the draft. It is. I wouldn't be surprised if no running backs went in the first round at all until. 31 32 ish like that I, th- I believe that's where new england got their guy uh michelle a couple years ago like at the end of the draft right like it's just it's it's really really tough they, they, it's, it's crazy how the nfl has devalued the, the running back position i i don't know where he's gonna go but i think he's a good running back what do you think tony yeah he's a good running back I, like what you're saying he's got that quick burst and then he slows down he doesn't have that breakaway speed but he's quick through the line so that means he must have a pretty fast 10 yard split on his 40 um, so I'm not hundred percent sure what, where I think, I don't know where he's going to go. He is a good prospect. I, I watched a couple of A&M games because I had my eyes on green, the offensive lineman who could play multiple positions on their offensive line, guard, center tackle, and a defensive end Clemens. That I also kept my eye on, um, a late later round prospect, but I mean, listen, do I think the Niners address running back in the draft? Yeah, but I, I just kind of think the running back market is a crapshoot, like I just said. So I don't know where they're going to address it or where he would even be slotted. I think he's a day two pick just off the top of my head, but that's pretty yeah. much all I can on Spiller. His, his pro comparison is Rashad Penny. Uh, he did not run the 40 at the combine, only at the pro day, it says here. Uh, four six three. So I don't have a ten yard split here. Let me see. Hold on. They said that it raised some red flags to why he didn't participate in the forty at the uh, 
at the uh, at the combine. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know. We'll see what happens, though, man. Um, Tony, is there anything else you want to do? I know we're running out of time here. We said we were only going to pop on for half an hour or 32 minutes. Is there anything else you want to go over? You want to answer a few more questions? What, what, do, you, what do you got there, man? Yeah, just take a couple. We'll take two more questions. One for me, one for you. And, we'll, and uh, we'll, take, we'll, we'll close it up from there. All right. Let's see here. If 49ers uh, get picked 10 and one of the top three offensive tackles drops in the draft, would you be okay drafting one of them, moving them to right guard and start Brunskill as center if Mac retires? They could replace Big Mike in 2023. Um, oh, go ahead. You're good. You're good. Go. I wouldn't do this. If we're drafting top 10, I want someone at their natural position, not to move someone around and all yeah. that shit. I hate that. I hate when the Niners do that with defensive linemen. I'm definitely going to hate it with offensive linemen. Uh, we, we saw people do that. Uh, we saw the team do that shit with, you know, Jalen Moore and. Uh, we, we've seen him do it with a bunch of different people. Uh, you, people forget Mike McGlinchey had more starts at uh, guard in, in his first game in the NFL, and it will do to injury and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? But it's not something that you want to see. You want to see these guys use. If you're picking in the top ten in particular, let these guys go in there and do what they're really, really good at. That's all That's all I'm going to say. Uh, what do you think about that, Tony? Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. But, I mean, listen, on, on the other hand, the flip side of it, just a slight pushback is I don't have a problem with a right tackle going to right guard. I don't. I don't because it's still the right side of the offensive line. You're not switching hand placement and foot placement. So it, it's a, it's an easier transition than going from right to left guard or a right-handed center to left guard. That's where you get crazy. And my main objective you- of this draft this year I want to see the 49ers draft people and keep them at what they do, not move them. If you're drafting a corner, you keep them at corner. Don't try to move them to safety. If you're drafting the safety, you keep them at safety. Don't move them to corner. So that's something I think they do need to adjust and stick with. Draft them for the player that they are and how they can transition to your system, not a different position. I hear you, man. Master Sith, thank you so much for the contribution. Normally, we're on a little bit later, and Master Sith takes a cheers with me. You know, he usually has the uh, the beer cheers glasses in there, but it's a little early. Greetings from San Francisco. Just wanted a simple offseason. Well, you couldn't get that here, not with the 49ers, baby. No way, Jose. But thank you very much for the super chat. We appreciate that. I'm scrolling down. I'm skipping a lot. I want to find one more question for everybody. Uh, let's see here. Uh, 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 uh. Elon Musk. What? Oh, that's not. That's not a question, Sean. All right, let me scroll back up here, find one more. All right, here we go. I didn't see this name yet today. Brian Gamble. Question for you guys: Why are people so high on Jameson Williams? I called him Williamson. See, I thought it was James Williamson. It's Jameson Williams. Look at me, my crazy ass. If he could start over Chris Olave and Wilson, why are people so high on James James you know, Williams? That's a damn good question, Brian. And it's something that I did have in the back of my head until I actually watched him a little bit. I went back and watched the the playoffs, the, the collegiate playoffs, and you know he he he's it, it, not even the playoffs because I think he was hurt in the playoffs. Was it Michi? Yes. Michi went down in the playoff game. He got hurt earlier, I believe, because there's two guys that went down for Alabama, him and Michi. 
Um, he just like if you put his tape on, he just gives you something that he. The biggest knock on him, in my opinion, is 180 pounds soaking wet. Just put it like that. I just think he's well rounded. He's in and out of his breaks. His foot speed is amazing. His release off the line is good. Um, his route running is good. Now, if this goes down and Debo's not the guy, will Kyle look to go to more of a traditional wide receiver? That's a question that we 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 have to try to figure out. I mean, obviously. Kyle's not going to say that, but it's things that you need to like try to look at and try to figure out now, especially with the scenario. Well, you're right. That and ACL talk about being at the I don't know why Alave, he couldn't beat out Alave. Alave's good, but I just think this guy has more. Um, the more wow factor than Alave. Um, Wilson is good. I like Wilson as well, but Williamson, that's a good question, though. Yeah, so it's 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 weird when you try to ask a question like this, right? Like the kid has battled injuries, uh, you know, six <clears throat> excuse me. If you look at if you look at his games in twenty in twenty twenty, right? There's only a handful of them. There's only six of them. You look at his games in 2019, right? There's only a handful of them. Just two. He's got he's got two games where he knocks stats, right? So I understand why you would say that. But then you look at 2021 as a kid gets a little bit older and gets more comfortable with himself. And the bigger the game, it seemed like the better he did, except for against Georgia. Georgia was just going crazy. I'm sorry. Their defensive line was just not allowing much to happen. But you look at everything else. I mean, these guys, they – they were out there balling, you know. They were doing their thing when they played Georgia. When they played Georgia uh, in, de- in December, not the January game, uh, he had seven receptions, 182 yards, and 184 yards, and two touchdowns. Like he's a, he's a downfield threat. He's a good route runner. This guy, you look for a more well-rounded guy and not a one-trick pony. And I think that's what people are looking for. I think a lot of people think that Chris Olave is just a speed guy. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it depends on what what you're looking for in a wide receiver, but it's a very, very good question. So it's a very good question. The kid has to stay healthy and he's got to, he's got to come in there and earn it. Those are my opinions, just the opinions of Mike. All right. And then Sean chimes in with the contributions almost every year with this regime. Intense drama. That's right. You can't get, you can't get away from it, man. Not if you're a 49ers fan, we're going to find a way to make the off season. Interesting. No quiet off seasons here, man. Hashtag no days off. Thanks for the uh, super chat there, Sean. All right, Tony, man, you ready to go, man. We're going to be back later tonight. Because I know I am. Yeah. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Tonight's going to be a presser breakdown. We had some uh, – we heard from some interesting people. Uh, we heard from John Lynch. We heard from Mike McGlinchey, Fred Warner, Elijah Mitchell, and even Jimmy Garoppolo. All right. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I saw that eyebrow. Ew, what? Uh, yeah, we heard from Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo's doing a little press run right now, letting everybody know some very, very important information. He might still be playing the game. Uh, but we'll talk about that later on tonight, guys. We're going to see you there. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. We're out of here, guys. One. Breezy. Take us home, man. We all gas, no brakes. 
pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey, see, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us, we them nothing but niners. Niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners.